When you pick up a camera, what do you look for? Is it the picture-perfect moment? Or the little details of life that mean the most when they're gone? My mission is to help family photographers let go of chasing perfection so you can capture sparks of joy in ordinary, everyday moments. Every day, every tear, every moment, every laugh is precious. This art has the power to help you gain a deeper understanding of your own life story. It gives you tangible, meaningful memories to hand down as your legacy of love. What images of joy will you capture? When I started learning the art of family filmmaking two years ago, I knew it was beautiful, artistic, and captivating. I knew that this art could set me apart in the saturated photography field. I built my entire business around in-home family films and launched in January of 2020. Then the pandemic hit, and in-home sessions were challenging to sell. I felt trapped. I was anxious and depressed. Each day that went by, I wondered when there would be at least a light at the end of the tunnel so I could continue practicing the art that brings me so much joy to create. One of the ways that I tried to pivot during this time was by offering virtual film sessions. First, we would get on a Zoom call. We'd talk about the basic techniques and create a shot list together so they could capture their special moments on their own. Then they would send back the files so I could assemble their film. They were simple, cute, and certainly better than nothing, but they lacked the powerful emotions that I was used to in my work. As I tried to figure out what the difference was between these DIY videos and the films I create for families, it started to become clear to me that it actually wasn't the technical piece that was missing most. When the little joys of life become a daily occurrence, they start to become mundane and blend into the landscape of life. People struggle to see the beauty that is right in front of them. Yet as time passes, these are the things we miss most. The way your child says your name, the feeling of tiny hands grasping your fingers, eyelashes, smiles, fingers, and toes, it's the smallest of details that are life's greatest treasures. When I tried doing virtual films, I rarely saw these gems in home video. That's when it hit me. The art is not just in the technical skill, it's in the perspective. Through filming my own family regularly, daily gratitude practices, and intentionally being present in the moment even when I felt like I could barely get through the day, it took years of practice for me to recognize these joys in my own life on a daily basis. I naturally transferred that over to spot similar moments when I was working with clients, and it never occurred to me that this was a skill I had learned that can't be taught over a quick Zoom call. After this realization, I still felt stuck. So if I can't do this remotely, and we haven't come out on the other side of this pandemic yet, what do I do now? The thought of teaching this art to photographers occurred to me over and over again. I built a whole website, spent countless hours writing out plans for tutorials, intensives, and group coaching. But for some reason, I kept telling myself that I wasn't good enough, so I stayed quiet. I honestly didn't even know other artists in my own field because I've spent so long studying business and practicing myself that figuring out Instagram and exploring what other people were doing 
felt like just another task on that ever-growing to-do list. Then I finally started looking at the world outside of the one I live every day, and I saw these lifestyle photographers capturing moments that were exactly like the ones I treasure. All those beautiful little details that bring warmth to hearts that ache for the tininess of our babies again. The authentic interactions between families. The environment around us that contributes to preserving the story of our love. They don't need to be taught this perspective. They know it. They live it. These are my people. So at first I was wondering, so they're all good then, right? Do they really need me? I was forgetting the most important piece of the puzzle that for me has been more powerful than any still photograph I've ever taken. Family filmmaking. Most photographers have at least seen a family film. They usually long to know how to do it themselves, but they know from the years and years it took to master photography that developing a new skill takes time. With a business and a family of their own, they have to guard their time with extreme care. You can't just flick the switch on your camera to video mode and mash together a bunch of clips to make a film. There has to be intentionality behind the filming itself and specific strategies in the editing room that turn these everyday, ordinary moments into a story. In fact, filming forces you to be a better photographer because there is much less you can do to manipulate the final images like you can in Photoshop. I went to college with the intention of becoming a doctor. I'll share that story in another episode eventually. So after graduation, I went to Boston Children's Hospital to work as a research assistant. I worked on a project that introduced me to a concept from cognitive psychology that has stuck with me. It's called chunking. Basically, it means that your brain can only focus on three tasks at once. Once you become proficient at all three tasks, You can chunk them together to add two new tasks. This way, you can learn skills through building layers of mastery. The problem is, if you throw too many tasks at your brain all at the same time, you're constantly trying to figure out which three are most important, and you end up struggling to master anything. So now let's bring this back to family filmmaking. You have to be aware of your typical exposure triangle, ISO, shutter speed, and aperture. But there's a catch. Your shutter speed should only be about half of your focal length, which is different than in photography. So now you have something new to think about. In addition, if you go outside, you'll need to use a variable neutral density filter so you can keep your aperture low with this low shutter speed. Then you have frame rate. If you want to use audio from the clip, you might want to set it at 30 frames per second. But if they are playing and you want to slow it down for a nostalgic feel, then you'll want 60 frames per second. Next is white balance. Not a new concept, right? Except now you are following families as they move all around, potentially with mixed lighting, so you have to adjust it on the fly and try to keep it consistent. Since you can't use Photoshop, you also have to be aware of finding lighting that won't require correction in post-production, because you can't just brush on the exposure differences where you want them. There's no faking it in film. You also have to give some forethought to the in-camera transitions for a storytelling component. Is it a transition into or out of a scene? Are you going to pan, rack focus, follow the subject? 
Do you want complete control over the focus using manual, or do you need autofocus to follow the subject for you? If you're going to switch between photo and film, now you have two completely different settings you'll have to deal with, and you need to decide when to snap or when to record. With all of this going on, you still have to decide what moments to capture and compositional elements to include. We haven't even gotten to the editing part. Have I lost you? Is your brain tired yet? You can't possibly take on all of these different working parts at once without total mental overload. You'll swing back and forth between what you're doing well, and the inconsistency will drive you crazy. Or you'll just go back to taking still photos again to keep everything more simple. This podcast is important for two reasons. First, to gather together like-minded lifestyle photographers so we can have a space to share our passion. And secondly, to introduce the art of family filmmaking that is currently not very well known. I got to thinking, what if I could teach this art using the concepts of cognitive chunking? Instead of just teaching one course that dumped together all of the necessary techniques, maybe I could actually walk people through a method that layered mastery of important skills. I'm developing this course as we speak, and I'm looking for a handful of people to go through a beta. If you're interested in joining, please check out the show notes for a link to apply. I am only one person who can bring this gift to one family a week, but if I can teach other photographers how to do it, they can replicate it over and over for their own families and make films for their clients. I'm sure you're wondering why I'm so passionate about filmmaking. The answer to that comes in a lot of layers that I will delve into throughout future solo episodes, but if I were to try giving you a simple answer, it's this. I believe so deeply in the importance of this art for preserving family stories because it has given me and my family invaluable gifts of wisdom from practicing it myself. To give you an example, I'm including the audio from a film I created for my family called Lessons from Quarantine. It was filmed over the span of a year and a half. The assembly and narration all took place mid-pandemic. I want my children to look back at this time and remember the love that surrounded them. I want them to see that even though it was really, really hard, the most important thing is that we have each other. If you'd like to see the visuals as well, there's a link in the show notes to access this film. These memories feel so long ago, yet I can put myself back into that moment like it was yesterday. These ordinary, everyday moments happen so frequently, I almost didn't recognize them for their extraordinary beauty. Daily walks, canine companions, visits with our loved ones. These are the moments we'll miss most when they're gone. I think these are the moments I will never forget, yet somehow time steals the clarity of the most precious details. You won't remember every gift that was under the tree, but you will remember the love that surrounds you. Your life stories grow from the hearts and hands of those who came before you. Their true legacies are the values handed down through the generations. This pandemic taught me many things, but the most important lesson of all was to treasure time with our loved ones. 
life is messy. It's full of craziness and chaos. But through it all, we have each other. So go and be yourself. Don't worry what other people think. Shine your light and show this world exactly who you are. This life isn't beautiful despite imperfections, but rather because of them. I hope that even when you are grown, you will be able to rest, relax, and enjoy the simplest of joys that childhood makes magical. Your eyelashes, your desire to learn, your creativity. I appreciate every last detail of the little things that make you, you. I've seen you grow and change into a complex, beautiful soul who loves stories as much as I do. I remember these simple joys of childhood on our family's homestead, and now these memories are yours to keep. If you ever feel small and discouraged, remember the opportunities are as big as your imagination allows. This life that we created together is an adventure with obstacles that lead us to the most beautiful views. Because when we take a leap of faith, we know we'll always have each other to rely on. Things may not go according to plan, and we all know how much that drives me crazy, but the most unexpected twists and turns often end up being the most memorable. Hold on to the beautiful memories. Treasure the imperfect joy around you.